Lacrosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the Lacrosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. Jailbreak! Jailbreak! Just before Tuesday, September 14, 1927, Sheriff Walter Rice had been tipped off that friends of Robert Holt, a man serving time for armed robbery in the La Crosse County Jail, were plotting to spring him from his incarceration. Rice then filled the jail and adjoining grounds with armed deputies and members of the La Crosse Police Department. There they waited and prepared an ambush. At 11.15 p.m., two mysterious automobiles pulled up to the front of the jail. The larger of the two cars stopped with its engine running beyond the driveway of the jail entrance. The smaller car dashed toward the entrance and a masked man exited the vehicle, entered the side door of the jail, and climbed the steps into the jail receiving room. There, the masked intruder called out for the jailer, Tony Subject. Subject did not respond. Instead, several law enforcement officers armed with machine guns and riot guns stepped out of the darkness. The masked man, later identified as Leo Themish, immediately opened fire and attempted a hasty retreat. Themish managed to make it to the jail yard. There he saw Officer Herman Rick jump from his hiding spot in the jail with a riot gun and riddle the awaiting getaway car with bullets. The other, larger car was awaiting in the driveway, noting the ambush, sped away. Officers posted outside the jail opened fire on Themish. He again retreated, stumbling over a fence near the jail barn. There two more deputies intercepted him. An officer that was posted across the street, Hubert Stats, cut loose with three shots. One of the shots hit Themish in the right elbow, shattering the bone as he was attempting to leap the stone wall of the jail and escape into an adjoining cornfield. The shot from Stats caused Themish's pistol to launch from his grip nearly 10 feet. Disarmed and wounded, deputies Clarence Thompson and Walter Nagel then easily apprehended him. Yet from the darkness, another shot was fired. Officers down! My name is Officer Herman Rick. I was in the jail with a riot gun when Themish came in. He started yelling, Tony, Tony, calling for the turnkey. Instead, he discovered our trap and started shooting. I fired after Harry Wilcox's machine gun jammed, but Themish managed to get out the door. I then fired on the awaiting car through the screen and door. After shooting, I ran through the doorway and into the darkness of the jail yard. There were several gunshots, and it was very dark. In the darkness, I saw two figures running towards me. I called out for them to halt. One of the shadowy figures paused briefly and then continued running. I ordered them to throw up their hands. No response. So I ducked into the corner of the jail and opened fire. Both the shadowy figures then crumpled to the ground. To my horror, I then realized that I had just shot my good friend Hubert Statz and Sheriff Deputy Edward Clunder. The buckshot from my gun went through Hubert's chest and hit Ed in the right arm. The shot from my gun struck Hubert in the jugular vein, and he would bleed out in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. 
It was so dark, I yelled, stay back, throw up your arms. But there was no response. They just kept running at me. I had a riot gun. It's designed to lay down a large field of fire. I found out that nine buckshot wounds entered Hubert's chest with eight exit wounds. If he had just said something like, it's me, or, or anything, I might have recognized him. I didn't even know there were deputies planted over there, but I, I did it. I killed my friend and colleague and wounded another officer. I have to live with that now. Leo Themish, after recovering from his injuries, was sentenced to four years of hard labor in Waupon State Prison. Officer Herman Rick would be cleared of any wrongdoing in the death of his friend Hubert Statz, and he would later become the La Crosse Police Chief, serving from 1939 to 1950. He died in 1964. And now I'd like to welcome in Barry McKnight, Programming and Community Engagement Coordinator at the La Crosse Public Library and former member of the Archives Department, who did some of the initial research for this story. In helping to research dark lacrosse stories, I've always paid particular attention to those involving the lacrosse Police Department. I've been fascinated at the changes that the department has gone through over the years, from its establishment as the official city police force in 1870 to the rough and rowdy days at the height of the lumber boom and into the 20th century. This includes stories about prohibition and the roaring 20s and the 30s when even little river towns like La Crosse might hear the boom of the guns of gangsters. This is what drew me to this story about a dramatic jailbreak that occurred in La Crosse. The story you just heard is one of excitement and drama but also tragedy. A deputized city clerk coming to the aid of his friends in law enforcement is accidentally cut down in the chaos and confusion. As I researched the story though, some details emerged that, while not presented in the original story, give the death of Hubert Stotts an extra level of irony and sorrow. Hubert Stotts was a veteran of the National Guard. He first saw active duty as a machine gunner serving in Mexico in 1916 during the time of troubles with Pancho Villa, where thousands of National Guardsmen were called up. When the U.S. became involved in World War I in 1917, he first served as a guard in Superior, Wisconsin, before his unit, the 32nd Division, was sent to Europe. There, he participated in every major encounter, fighting in the Argonne and the Marne, among others, always standing out for his personal heroism and earning the nickname the Iron Man from his fellow soldiers. Once, after the Battle of the Argonne, which saw over 26,000 American soldiers killed and over 95,000 wounded, he assumed command of his lost company after the lieutenant collapsed and could go no further. For three days, Stotts led his men through the confusion of no man's land before bringing them back to the safety of their unit. In all of those battles, in the hell of the Western Front, he was only injured once, a small gash on the chin. After the war, he returned to La Crosse and private life, getting married and running for county clerk. Coming through safe after all those battles, being recognized for his bravery and courage under fire, only to die at home on a darkened street, struck down by friendly fire. Tragedy indeed. Thanks for listening.